Our scripture reading for this morning comes from the book of Romans, chapter 10, verses 5 through 15. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Moses writes concerning the righteousness that comes from the law, that the person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that comes from faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead? But what does it say? The word is near you, on your lips, and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim, because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart, and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth, and so is saved. The scripture says, No one who believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Last year, our local Kroger closed down for remodeling. Most of you are probably familiar with it. It's right there on Chambly Tucker and Henderson Mill. The promise that we, we were made was that the new store would be bigger. It would have more products. It will fulfill more of our needs. They would even bring in a gas station for you to use your Kroger points. It shut down last year before this whole pandemic began. And then the pandemic hit. And then we really missed our local Kroger. I remember multiple times during this pandemic that I've gone out in my car to go pick up something at the grocery store. And I found myself driving to the close Kroger because I'm just so, was so used to going there. That's where I always went for, for stuff that I needed to get right away. It was almost like my car was an autopilot to go there. And I had to divert and go to the one on North Lake or, or another store in order to get what I needed. The period of closure for the store has seemed like an eternity, even though it's really only been a few months. It still seems like a really, really long time. But the time of the reopening is finally close at hand. Driving here today, I saw a sign that said four days to the reopening. And you better believe it, that, that we are excited about that. The neighborhood, the people in the neighborhood, everybody is excited. I think there's some neighbors counting down the days on their calendars, checking off the days as we get closer to the reopening. It is an exciting time to see what's new and what's coming. But at the same time, it is, it is bittersweet because those of us that shopped at Kroger knew where everything was and now everything's going to be in a new place in the new store. As crazy as this sounds, this reminded me of what happened with Jesus. He came at a time when the law of Moses was the established covenant with the people of God, the Jewish people. 
And adherence to the law was the way you got right with God. Obedience to the law. Doing things according to that law that was handed down through Moses was the way for you to find righteousness and to live right before God. If you wanted to seek that righteousness, there really wasn't another way for a Jew. That was the way to do it. That was the covenant. Jesus came and he basically said, I'm going to shut all of this down. I'm going to close it down, or rather, they're going to shut me down. And after a period of time, I'm going to reopen again. But don't worry when this happens. Don't, don't get alarmed when, it shuts, when they shut me down, because this is all part of the reorganization and remodeling plan. This is part of what God wants to do. This is why Paul tells the church in Rome, we don't have to go to heaven to look for Jesus because he came down to be with us and to be one of us. And we don't have to go down to the grave to seek him there because even though he went there, he did not stay there. He was raised from the dead. And now he lives with us through the Holy Spirit and through the presence of God. Jesus basically said, I will tear down the temple and I will rebuild it in three days. His remodel took less than time than Kroger's, you know. Three days, and he was back. He was basically saying, I'm going under for remodeling, and when I come back, there will be a new covenant, not established by the law, but established through faith in me. Through faith in my work on the cross, through faith in my work at the grave, through faith in my resurrection and coming back to life. The work that Jesus did in his life, in his ministry, in his death, and through his resurrection was for everyone. It was to benefit all of us. He did all of this for the whole entire world. When it says all here, it really means all. All who believe with their heart will be justified. All who confess with their mouths that Jesus is Lord, will be saved. It matters not whether you're Greek or Jew. I would add here the scriptures from other Pauline writings. It doesn't matter if you're slave or free, male or female. This is for everyone. The universal availability of salvation is one of the key elements of the new covenant. Before Jesus, access was limited. You had to be a Jew. You had to come from that, that line of Abraham in order to be able to enjoy the blessings of being part of the chosen people of God. It was like a supermarket that's not handicapped accessible, and all the Greeks and Gentiles are handicapped. They couldn't get in. But when Jesus comes, he basically says, I'm going to do something new. And he comes in and through the cross... It is as if he had installed handicapped access throughout the store. It is as if he had made all the doors wide enough for you to come in. And now everyone can come in into the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Paul affirms that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everyone. That's the big all. That's the big inclusive word. It really means Everyone who confesses in the name of the Jesus will come in and be saved. Jesus extended this generous 
generous offer of salvation to all who call on his name. He basically said, here is the grand reopening of the covenant with God, a new covenant, and under this covenant, if you know my name, you can get in. If you know my name, if you believe in me, you're welcome. When they closed the Kroger, one of the things they promised was that the new one would be bigger, have more products, be better, would be able to accommodate a lot more people, and basically just give you everything that you had ever wanted in a supermarket. When Jesus promised to shake things up with a covenant with God, he basically made similar promises. He said, it's gonna be bigger, it's gonna be better, it's gonna include everybody, it's gonna be through faith and not through work, so it's not gonna depend on you, it's gonna depend on me, it's gonna depend on what Jesus has done on the cross to forgive your sins, and what you'll need to do is to put your faith in him and you will be able to receive grace and forgiveness. With the new covenant also came the promise that the word would remain near us, in our lips and in our hearts. Jesus was basically saying, even though I have been raised from the dead and returned to the Father, I won't leave you alone. I'll send you the Holy Spirit. You'll have an ongoing presence of God with you through that Spirit, and I'll always be near you in your heart. This is all good news, isn't it? Believe and you will be saved. You'll never be alone. You'll have all these blessings if you put your trust in Jesus Christ. Well, lately we have been getting reports that the Kroger is just days from reopening, that the grand opening is scheduled for just four days from now. And this is such good news that it has been exploding online. People have been sharing it on Facebook, on social media. It's on every community group that I'm a part of. People are sending private messages to them, to each other, and making commitments to like be there when the doors open so that they can check it out. Most of the people in our neighborhood have heard about it by now. Kroger is reopening, and it is great news, and it is of great excitement. Improved access, greater capacity, more offerings, new gas station, What's, what's not to be excited about? Yet, I am sure that there are still those who for one reason or another have not heard about it. You know, those few people that don't check email and don't get online or maybe don't have been so quarantined that they haven't talked to many of their neighbors. How can these people experience the new store if someone doesn't tell them? How can they hear about it if no one shares the news with them? And how can they be there when it opens if they don't even know the date? Paul was saying exactly the same thing. It's happening with the good news of Jesus Christ. People need to know what name they can call on to be saved. They need to know that he is returning back to get his people. They need to know that he forgives sins and restores lives and gives people a new opportunity to live with God. But how will they know if no one tells them that there's a new covenant? 
How will they hear the story if nobody tells the stories of Jesus and what he did through his life, through his crucifixion, and through his resurrection? We are the ones that are called to share the good news. We're the ones that are called to tell them about it, to come to them and say, you need to hear about Jesus. You need to hear about what he's done for you and for me and for everyone who will confess him as Lord and Savior. And we have to be excited about Jesus. I mean, come on, if we can get this excited about a grocery store opening back up in our neighborhood, how can we not get excited about everything that God did through Jesus Christ to bring salvation, grace, and forgiveness into the world, to give us an opportunity to have new life? This is great news, and it's news that should get us off our feet, going to, to see people and to talk to people about what God wants to do to transform their lives. But we have to have the right information. We have to know that the story and the message must be shared faithfully and accurately. Because there are those who share misinformation all the time. There were those in Jesus' time who weren't sharing the right information. And even today, there are those who are sharing false messages. They want people to change before they come to Jesus. When Jesus says that salvation is by faith and not by works, and that he will do the transforming and the changing in our lives after we come to him. There are those promising prosperity, that if you come to Jesus, that you're going to prosper, you're going to have everything you need and you want, and there's never going to be any problems in your life. Well, Jesus never said that. He said we would have what we need and we would have what we ask in God's will. But he never said that this life would be easy. In fact, he said that in this life, we would have trouble and difficult times. And that if we follow him, it won't be an easy road, but a difficult one. Yet there are those who say, if you come to Jesus, everything's going to work out and you'll never have any troubles. You won't have sickness or needs or anything of the sort. Nothing could be further from the truth. What Jesus promises is that nothing in life will be able to separate you from his great love, that you will not go through those bumps in the road by yourself, but that he will be with you in those bumps to help you make it over them and to help you to continue in your journey. And there are others also saying that you can only come in if you fulfill certain prerequisites that they set for you that somehow, some way, they have the keys and you can only get in if they share the keys with you. When Jesus says, if you just call on his name, if you just call and believe that he is Lord, you are welcome and you can come in. He will make a new creation out of you if you only call on his name. Well, we like good news, don't we? We like it even more when it directly affects us, and we like to share good news that benefits others. You know, you find a good deal, you call your mom, you call your neighbor, you call your friends, and you tell them about it. That is why we share information of the sales we find or the coupons we discover when we're going shopping or the deals we might see that somebody else might benefit from. 
You know, when I see something on sale that I know somebody I, I know uses, I'll call them and say, hey, you could use this. There's a great sale on dog food and you own dogs. There's a great sale on cat food and you own cats. Well, you know, we, when we hear about the good news in Jesus Christ and that it's available for everyone, that this new covenant benefits all of us, then we need to treat it as the best deal that we have ever encountered. And we need to tell people, we need to tell people because everybody at the end of the day needs Jesus. There is not one of us that can say, I'll pass on that. I really don't need that. We all need this new covenant in Jesus Christ. How will we share it? How will we go and tell others? That's up to us. Sometimes we will do it personally by showing up at somebody's door and having a conversation with them or inviting them out for coffee. And sometimes it can be as simple as writing somebody a note and mailing it to them or giving them a phone call or praying for them and with them. The scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. You know what makes the feet beautiful is not the bringers of the news, but it's the actual good news that they bring. It is our message that makes us beautiful because we are sharing the good news that in Jesus Christ there is life, there is forgiveness, and there is grace, that you are accepted in Christ in the presence of God. When Jesus came out of that tomb, he blew the doors wide open and invited us to share this good news with others. He said, go tell it. Go tell people that I am back. Go share this good news so that others can come. Now, we all need the Kroger for supplies because we all have to eat. But we need Jesus even more than food, even more than clothes even more than the things that this world has to offer. The best news really spreads through word of mouth, if you think about it. It spreads by one person telling another person, telling another person, telling another person what they have heard. What Paul was saying is, you need to be part of that spread of the gospel. That word of mouth has to be in your mouth because you have experienced that Jesus is good for you and you want to tell others that he is good for them. It's up to you and I to be part of the, of the spreading of the gospel through the word of mouth as we share the good news that Jesus Christ is good and that he can save you. Let us continue to share the good news and let us continue to be excited about it. Excited about what Jesus has done for us. Excited about what Jesus has offered everyone that comes to him, excited about the new life that we enjoy in Jesus Christ. Let us continue to share the good news and let everyone know that they too are welcome, that Jesus died for all, that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this great news. We thank you because it's the best news that we could ever share with anyone else. Help us to be excited about Jesus. Help us to be excited about his coming back for his people. Help us, O oh Lord, to share the good news with others, letting them know that he will take them as they are 
and transform their lives and make them a new creation. We ask these things in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen.